Perig Zayin Mishnah Aleph. This mission returns to the topic of Kohen who is in a forbidden marriage. Allah is that normally, Allah is that not only may a Kohen himself, of course, partake of Truma, but he may share Truma with Kinyan Kaspo, with any individuals considered to be Kinyan of the Kohen, literally belongs to the Kohen. So, first of all, this would include. If the Kohen has any Kanani slaves, so they literally belong to him, they therefore have the right to partake of Truma. Also, a Kohen's wife normally is considered Kinyano. He maritally acquired her. And so she too has the right, even if she is the daughter of Yisrael, since she's married to a Kohen, she's the Kinyan of a Kohen, she has the right to partake of Truma. In addition, if she brings her own slaves into the marriage, they normally would be entitled to have truma as well. They would technically be considered Kinyan Kinyano. They're the property of a person, his wife, who is his Kinyan. Even though it's you know, a couple steps away, the right to have truma extends to them, extends not only to his wife, but her own slaves. Now, this is all when we're dealing with a permitted marriage. But if it's a forbidden marriage, for example, she's a divorcee, of course, the Kohen can't marry a divorcee. Then all of this goes away because the Kohen lives with a divorcee, she becomes a halal, she becomes disqualified from the kuna, she cannot have truma. The mission makes the point that her slaves too would lose any right to have truma. As we'll see, it actually depends on the nature of the agreement between husband and wife, who is considered the primary owner for the duration of the marriage. So the mission begins, in the case of Kohen, who is in an unlawful marriage, either, let's say, Almana the Kohen Gadol, widow is illegally married to a Kohen Gadol, a Grusha v'chalutza, the Kohen Adyot, a divorcee or chalutza, married to even a regular Kohen, Allah is, she may not have truma. The Misha says, If she brought slaves into the marriage, and they could be brought into the marriage under one of two arrangements, either as Nechse Malog or Nechse Tzon Barzal. The Mishnah will elaborate on the nature of each of these agreements. The Mishnah first states the black and white ruling that applies each of these cases. That is, that Avde Malog, Lo Yochlu Betruma, if she brought the slaves into the marriage under the Nechse Malog arrangement, which as we'll see essentially means that she retains fundamental ownership of them, so in that case, they too have no right to have truma. Because their right to have truma stems from her. She lost that right because it's an illegal marriage, she's a halala, therefore they have no right either. Whereas Avdeit Son Barzal, Yochelo. Regarding slaves she brought to the marriage under the Nechsit Son Barzal arrangement, where essentially the idea is that he is considered the primary owner of the property for the duration of the marriage, slaves under that kind of arrangement are allowed to have truma. The fact that she's disqualified is not relevant to them because they are considered his slaves, not her slaves. And the Kohen man doesn't lose the right to have truma as a result of being in an unlawful marriage. The Mishnah elaborates on the nature of each of these agreements. What's the case of Avdi Malog? What does that mean that she brought these slaves into the marriage as Nechse Malog? The Mishnah explains that under such an agreement, even throughout the marriage, she retains title over the property, in this case, over these slaves, such that if they were to suddenly die, that would be her loss. 
if they went up in value, then that would be her gain. Maybe at the end of the marriage, she takes the slaves. If they're worth more, then that's her gain. Just that for the duration of the marriage, her husband has to maintain the property. In this case, that means feed the slaves. And in exchange, he gets to keep whatever yield comes from the property. In this case, he would write to the slaves' labor. The Mishnah states, Although Cohen is obligated to feed her Nechse Malug slaves, they still have no right to partake of Truma because she is the one who has the real title. He just has a benefit, a right to the usufruct, like to use the property to get the yield and in exchange he has to feed them, but she's the real owner since she's the real owner and she's disqualified from Truma, they're disqualified too because she's sort of the link in the chain for them. They could only have Truma if she could eat Truma. What's the case of Avdetzon Barzal? Under this arrangement, the slaves become the husband's property. And the agreement is that at the end of the marriage, he has to give back the value of whatever they were worth when they were brought into the marriage. So if they died, that would be his loss. He still has to replace the original value. If they went up in value, that would be his gain. He only owes her what they were worth at the time they were brought into the marriage. So, in light of this, you know, this demonstrates that fundamentally he gets title to the slaves once she brings them to the marriage. So therefore, they therefore would have the right to have truma, even again in this case where it's an illegal marriage, where she loses the right to truma, but that's not relevant to them because they're not really considered her slaves. They're his, the coin slaves, therefore... As far as they're concerned, it's just a straightforward case of Kenyan Kaspo. They belong to this Kohen. By virtue of that, they have the right to have Truma.